Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I want to remind you to check out Zencaster. Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. That is my favorite program to use for all my recording needs. And the great part is, not only do they have audio, but they also have video options as well. So whether you're video conferencing, podcasting, just catching up with friends and loved ones, you definitely want to check out Zencaster. They have uh, paid subscriptions. They also have a free version, which I'm actually using right now. Transcripts, the whole nine yards, and even... Get this, Zencaster has started to do hosting. So for all you podcasters out there, if you're looking for a host for your show, please consider Zencaster. You will not regret it. I'm telling you right now. Once again, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Made on Zencaster. That's right. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. My brothers, my sisters, non-binaries, extraterrestrials. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And I got a question for you, something that I want you to consider, not just during this show, but beyond. I want you to consider this uh, moving forward here, because it's, it's something that I've been pondering. Is MJF playing Oppression Olympics? Simple question, right? Is he playing Oppression Olympics? I know some of you out there right now, there's there's a collective groan. Oh, no, Duke's doing this. Oh, no. You know, the, the united humanoids around the galaxy, they're flexing their fingers. They're getting ready to tweet angry at me. They're going to cancel me. They're going to get me shut down for having the audacity to ask a question about one of the protected ones. MJF's one of the protected ones. This person can go around and give children the middle finger. He can cuss people. He can call, he can fat shame people, call them ugly, do all sorts of interesting things. And many of you will continue to defend him, right? And it's, it's interesting because you will lash out at other people for doing something similar. But for some reason, MJF is one of the protected ones. And I get it. You know, this is a gimmick. And this this guy uh, wants to be, quote unquote, a heel, a real heel and all this other nonsense here. Um, But MJF has his moments where he starts wading into discussing oppression, discrimination, things of that nature, which is fantastic. You know, let us know what you believe in. Let us know what you care about. I love that. I'm a big proponent of that. But we start getting into an interesting waters, and I've noticed that this guy's done it on at least three separate occasions, where if you dare 
challenge him or or if if you dare question him, well, I know what oppression is. I'm a Jew. And I know about this. I'm a Jew. And it's like, okay. Okay, so you're qualifying your understanding of the subject. Great. But then he starts doing something that's really interesting. And the most glaring example happened this past week. And I'll tell you, this example really changed the the whole plan I had for this episode. I, I'm sitting on three fantastic interviews. And certainly, you know, next week I'll probably air two episodes just to get these interviews out because they're so great. Um, but I literally had to change my format for today because I, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about MJF and the way that he's been conducting himself. And, and more importantly, the way that many of you continue to give this guy a pass you look the other way, you don't want to touch it. And from what I can tell, based on what you said and the way that you've conducted yourself, a lot of you, especially you content creators, you're afraid of losing access. So because of that, you're letting certain things slide with this guy. And that's very dangerous. MJF has a following. MJF is very talented. Hell, at times, MJF is very entertaining. So to think that this person should be giving a pass when they're doing some of the most ridiculous things out there, that's unfortunate, and it is a blind spot that many of you have, and I'm going to shine a light on it. This past week, Kanye West, you know, rapper, billionaire, the man that loves to proclaim he has more money than all of his peers, Kanye West went on a, a, a tirade, which is, you know... Not unusual. It's it's what Kanye does. Many have speculated he has mental health issues. He's spoken a little bit about. He goes back and forth. He admits that he has bipolar, and then he says he doesn't have mental health issues. And he stopped talking about it. Hey, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to get into that. But clearly, what we see here is is unfortunate. And there's a cause and effect that happens with Kanye. It seems like every time he lashes out and he says something offensive, ridiculous, completely out of line. He makes more money. So one could surmise that this guy is rewarded for the bizarre way that he acts, which makes me wonder if if this is controlled. Are you completely in control of your faculties and what you're doing? And that's why you're doing it this way, as opposed to there's something wrong with this person. This person is just, you know, they, they need some some help. Maybe they need to be on some medication. Maybe they need some therapy, what have you, something to correct them on what they're doing because they're completely going in a direction they shouldn't be going. I I think it's a little bit of both, quite frankly. But I digress. Kanye West tweeted out, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going death con three on Jewish people. The funny thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. That's what Kanye West tweeted out. I don't know what the hell Death Con 3 is. Maybe it's the name of his, his next album or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. Is, is that going to be you know the name of his new sneaker? Um but it was just bizarre. And, you know, I'm going to go death 
whatever whatever going death is um it's not something that i i particularly care for and kanye you ought to be ashamed of yourself the way you're conducting yourself for this reason whatever issues you have with particular people needs to be directed at particular people and this doesn't read as if you're saying something positive or you're feeling good about Jewish people, this reads like a threat. And I don't know what the threat is made of, but whatever it is, I don't like it. Whatever it is, I'm concerned about it. In fact, whatever it is, I'd like I'd like to for you to explain it <laughs> because it certainly doesn't seem good. So shame on Kanye West. Whoever you have an issue with, direct it at those people. And if the people who you have an issue with just collectively, you know, they have this thing in common where they're Jewish, that still doesn't give you the right to start saying negative things, potentially, about Jewish people in general. Kanye West is out here acting erratic. Uh, He's threatening people. he's, He's doing all sorts of crazy things out there, in my opinion. Crazy. Does that mean since Kanye's black and I'm black, does that mean that I should be lumped in with him? I should be targeted like him? Should somebody be going death con three on all black folk because Kanye is out here as uh, former President Obama said, acting like a jackass? It's ridiculous. Discrimination, oppression, targeting. It's wrong. No matter how you slice it. And Kanye, you're wrong, in my opinion, no matter how you slice it. So that was what Kanye said. And uh, MJF, I guess he he has found his consciousness uh, over the past few years, you know, where he's going to speak up more publicly about things going on. Kudos, be a leader, be a leader to whomever you lead. You know, you have a following, so why not? But it's but here's what MJF said. Which has me asking the question, is MJF playing oppression Olympics? Check this out. MJF responds with, Kanye calling Jewish people horrifying doesn't shock me. What shocks me is how little we as a society talk about anti-Semitism. To put things in perspective, slavery was very recent and the plight of people of color is still rampant. End of slavery, 1865. End of Holocaust, 1845. Now, in a follow-up tweet, MJF stated, People tweeting this out of character, I don't play a character, never have. I'm a Jew, I'm angry, and you should be too. And you should be angry too. Mind you, he deleted this tweet. And I know some folks out there uh, have said that they reached out to him and had a little kumbaya with him. I'm paraphrasing, which may have caused him to delete delete the tweet. Is MJF playing oppression Olympics? This is a thing, mind you. When Big Swole ended her employment with AEW, and Tony Khan tweeted out, you know, she, basically she wasn't good enough, and, and some people spoke out against that. MJF was, well, I'm a Jew. I I know about oppression. You know, there's this weird thing that's going on with this guy that's been going on unchecked for too long, in my opinion. 
And it's familiar. People like MJF, in my experience, are people who are used to being able to say whatever they want without being challenged enough. And therefore, they're under the impression that their interpretation of what's going on in the world is actually clear and just and right. When in fact, it's not. It's a little crooked. Brother, brother needs some straightening. Now, to point out the fact that Jewish peoples are discriminated against, that anti-Semitism is alive and strong and, and just completely out of control across the world, especially here in the United States. I'm with you, MJF, and I've made no bones about that. I've been very vocal about my position on that. So I, I agree with you 100%. But here's where I get off the bus and here's where I look at you and and wonder what the hell your problem is. Why do you feel the need to try to take the plight of Jewish people and the plight of enslaved black people and try to compare the two? And furthermore, you have this thing where people are paying more attention to slavery and they're not paying enough attention to what's happening to my people. What is this, this us versus them? Why are you pitting one against the other here? At the end of the day, you're talking about marginalized peoples. You're talking about people who are being discriminated against, targeted, harassed. Right? You take a look at, at uh, civil rights violations and what have you every year. Department of Justice puts out statistics every year and you can, you can take a look and you notice that black people, Jewish people, LGBTQ plus, uh, people of various religions, especially Muslims, Asians, we get targeted in this country tremendously. And the numbers are, are for, for black and Jewish people are pretty similar, unfortunately, as far as reported crimes are concerned, reported discrimination crimes. Why would you pit us against each other? Because that's what you're doing, whether you realize it or not. And, you, and, and you're so high and you're so mighty and you've been going around unchecked. I don't even, I think you're so ignorant that you don't even realize it or you don't care. That could be it too. You're going around unchecked. The plight of Jewish people is no more or less important, no more or less tragic doesn't deserve any more or less support than the plight of black and brown folk in America and beyond. So what are you doing the, what are you doing the comparison for? This whole attitude. You don't think that you get enough support? Really? Where does that come from? I'm serious. Where, where does that come from? You're taking issue with what some individual is saying. An individual who has a habit of saying the craziest things about damn near everybody out there. 
you're taking what this individual is saying and you're trying to prop yourself and who you represent up by knocking down others. You're playing oppression Olympics. This is what what somebody who's immature, somebody who's ignorant, somebody who's a scumbag does. And I don't know you personally. I'm only going by what you put out in the world. But if the shoe fits, brother, then start tap dancing. Because that's exactly what it looks like to me. And shame on you humanoids out there who have not taken this guy to task on this. I don't care if that's your friend. And I'm not saying it has to be in public. (laughs) But if you haven't taken this guy to task for this, then we got a problem. And, you know, people want access. Special interest is what I call it. And because of that, they're afraid to speak up and just say when right is right and when wrong is wrong. And that's unfortunate. Because no one is 100% right. Everybody has to get checked at some point. Everybody needs some straightening at some point. Especially when you start feeling yourself a little too much. Get a little popularity, get a couple bucks in your pocket, get a little bit of a following. Suddenly you think everything you say is right. Everybody needs straightening. Me too. I'm fortunate enough to have people who who pull my coat and say, hey, bro, you're going too far on that one. Listen, and here's why. Right. Now, there are some people who went on the record and said that they spoke to MJF. There's the young lady, uh, you know, who I have respect for. Lola Blue, lovely, uh, child of God, Miss Couscous Perfume, whatever, whatever she she has a million names which I don't know, maybe she's in the witness protection program or CIA. She, she could be James Bond or Jane Bond, whatever. But it's at Lola, L-O-L-A underscore blue, B-L-U-U. That's who she is. Now, listen, this lady, she has a, she has a small business uh, where she sells uh, wasted beads and all these fancy things that people like. Everyone that I know who, who've ever patronized her business has said nothing but positive things. So, I feel comfortable in saying that this is a reputable business, lovely wasted adornments, but just go to her Twitter account and it's actually pinned at the top where you can get more information about her business, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm leading with this. Support this sister's business, please. Duke approved. Lola Blue, because that's what her Twitter handle says. She put out a tweet stating that she spoke to MJF, and I'm going to paraphrase this. She spoke to MJF, and she expressed herself. He expressed himself. She felt like they came to an understanding, and she, you know, so she believes it. Cool. She did the thing that we should do. When somebody we respect, whether they're your friend or not, when somebody we respect is too far out on a limb, is doing something that don't make any goddamn sense, then we reach out and we have a conversation with them. We give them some straightening, right? We straighten them out, right? So 
she stated that she went and did that. And I believe she did. Oh, this woman's not a liar by any stretch of the imagination. She reached out to him, had a conversation with him. And she feels like he understands where she was coming from. And maybe that's why he deleted that tweet. Maybe MJF deleted the tweet because this young lady here with the small business who is respected and adored and, you know, people go to bat for her. And I feel comfortable in saying, okay, cool. Yeah, I I go to bat for her too. I respect this person. At Lola Blue. She gave MJF some straightening. Maybe that's why he deleted the tweet. But here's my issue with everything. (laughs) And my issue is not with Lola Blue. Kudos to her. But MJF, you, you, you scumbag. After you went out on a limb with that ridiculous tweet where you're trying to compare the plight of Jewish people and the plight of black people, and you're trying to, hey, what about us? And, you know, we, we don't talk enough about us, you, but you talk about them. And this is not the first time you've done this. You scumbag. You low-life scumbag, immature bastard who's gone unchecked for too long. You let this black woman tell the world that she had a conversation with you and she put on the superwoman cape for you, basically trying to signal to everybody that she was able to appeal to your senses and she feels that you get it now. You allowed her to go out on a limb and put her reputation on the line to cape for you. And she did that first. It's the first we heard of that publicly. You scumbag, MJF. Instead of you being the first person to put out a statement stating that this young lady reached out to you, that you respect this young lady and you had a conversation, that she helped you understand a few things, and because of that, you're course correcting. Instead of you going out front and making that clear. And then she can confirm what you're stating. You let that woman go out there on her own and stand on her own, caping for you. You scumbag. MJF. You entitled bastard. That's my opinion on the situation. That's my assessment on the situation. I don't think you get it at all. (laughs) This whole thing about I'm better than you, it's interesting because you say, well, I'm not playing a gimmick. And I'm starting to believe that. I'm starting to believe you. I I think you do think you're better than people. And because of that, you think that you can go around and do things unchecked. That's not how the world works, buddy. I don't care how much money you want to throw around. I don't care how many billionaires you, you, you hang out with. And the fact that you treated that young lady that way is just, it's par for the course. This isn't a person who gets it, folks. This is a guy that wants to benefit from the cape. When I go too far out there, I don't have to worry because people are going to save me. Therefore, I can avoid accountability. MJF is no better than Kanye West. 
These are these are different sides of different coins, but he's no better than him. It still comes back to somebody targeting an entire people when they have an issue with individuals. And damn it, I don't understand why most of you out there can't have that conversation. You don't want to frame this as is. You want to find a way to dance around it. It's the big swole thing all over again. Tony Khan said this woman was not good enough, even though he was praising that woman before she let him know that she didn't want to be there anymore. And instead of folks just standing firm and holding that man accountable, you let that go. And then you had other people attacking her character, other people saying ridiculous things. Oh, well, you know, she got other problems. And you what? And some of you scumbags out there, you pretended like you were covering it and you pretended like you care. But in reality, you were putting up the cape, selling that woman out <laughs> because you didn't want to hold Tony Khan accountable. And that's what's happening here with MJF. It's the same people. Same people. Listen, there's a content creator out there, this guy, he's a black man, by the way, who previously had a podcast where he would let his white co-host call him the N-word. And he would mockingly make a, a, a voice with them and, you know, try to claim it was a stereotypical Asian voice. So I don't expect anything from a low life like that. Of course they're going to be, and this is one of the people that all of these folks, like MJF, like Tony Connor, what have you, they run to people like this. To put on the cape. Shield them from accountability. Well, Duke, what are you talking about? What's accountability? Let me tell you something. If if we collectively said, you know something? Until MJF not only apologizes, but demonstrates what he's going to do going forward in order to ensure that he doesn't cause harm the way that he did with that ridiculous nonsense he was talking until he can demonstrate that he understands what he did wrong, we're not supporting this guy. Until he can demonstrate that he understands what he did wrong. Tony Khan, we're done with MJF. We'll turn a channel on his segments. Maybe we, maybe we won't watch the show, or maybe you just need to sit this young man down. We have the power to do that. You're just too afraid to flex it. Because you're afraid of losing access. And it's interesting because it, it at the end of the day, you'll sell your own people out. You'll let your own people be treated like less than human in order to keep your precious access. It's ridiculous. Let me tell you something. There's not a person on this planet who is going to be blatantly wrong that I can't say, look, you're wrong on that. Now, we may disagree. They may say, yeah, you can say I'm wrong, but I'm still going to rock this way. And we can agree to disagree. But there are levels to this. You can't be some big TV star with the following that MJF has. And go unchecked. That's not the same thing as your neighbor over here who, you know, no one really knows or cares about what have you. It's like, whatever, you know, hey, 
Billy Bob, I didn't like what you said there. Well, Duke, I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. Okay, well, we're going to agree to disagree. We just understand, bro. Anytime you say that, I'm going to call you out on it. Okay, good for you. We agree to disagree. But you can't have some superstar who, who has a, a, a huge following, what have you, and people who are, are willing to accept everything they say is the gospel. You got to check them. You got to check them. And MJF is a young guy. So if these are his beliefs and he's walking around like, listen, the guy, this is borderline racist nonsense. It's what it is. That's what it is. Y'all are too afraid to say that. (laughs) I'm not. And I know, I know what's going to happen. All the bots, all the, all the, every, you know, neckbeard humanoid is going to get on all of their, you know, 20 burner accounts. They're going to say everything about me. They're going to call me every name in the book. They're going to try to quote unquote cancel. I've been canceled so many times. It's like, oh, cancel me. I'm already canceled. You know, like what, what, what do I care? But here is the thing that all of you bastards out there better understand. You can say whatever you want about me. I stand firm on what I say and what I do and the way that I walk. I stand firm on it. And I have my own receipts on how I conduct myself. I'm not afraid. I'll take all the backlash because I know what I'm saying is right. So you're wasting your time. <laughs> if you're going to, you know, load up and get the ca- charge, you're going to get the cavalry after me. You're wasting your time, man. You've already done that. How many times? I'm still here. Right. And my voice has carried much further since the last time. People don't have to like what I have to say. People don't people can legitimately hate my guts. But they know that when I start talking about certain things, it's a truth. They know that. And you know that. And MJF, you better get familiar if you didn't know that already. I don't go around playing oppression Olympics. That's what a scumbag does. When Whoopi Goldberg went on TV telling Jewish folk, about what the Holocaust was about. Like, she's going to educate people about their own culture. You know what I did? I reached out to Jewish folk from all over the country. And I had them on my other show, Tell Us the Truth. And we had serious discussion where the whole point was, educate me. What is going on? You know? How did you feel about what was said there? Talk to me about being Jewish in general. Is this a, is this a, a religion? Is this a race? A little bit of both? What is this? What's going on? What do you want to say to people? How do you feel about the way you've been treated? I went and got educated. Imagine that, right? Instead of thinking that I, I'm, I'm some all-knowing and that I can just go out there and just say a bunch of crazy stuff. No, I went to people who actually had the information. Imagine that. 
so so that's why I just I shake my head at a lot of different things here because again, you have a guy like MJF who's just going around unchecked. <laughs> like y'all just let this guy carry on in in destructive manner, basically. And you're afraid to say something to this guy. I don't understand it. And and I and I wonder, is it because you don't respect this guy? Maybe that's what it is. Folks like Dara Horn, A All Press. I'll go down the list. Sarah Poulton, Erin Chemerinsky. I did a whole episode on on racial equity, the Equal Act, and Holocaust Remembrance Day. Right, Doctor Deborah Dash Moore, who she's a professor of Ju- Judaic studies at the University of Michigan. She's also the editor in chief of the Posen Library. Look that up. I just sit here and think I know Ira Shapiro, Ari Rabin Haft. I, folks, you don't want me to start going down the list. <laughs> I never assumed I knew what I'm talking about. I wouldn't got educated from a, a wide selection of scholars, professors, regular everyday people, writers. I'll sit here and, and, and play oppression Olympics. That's why you don't see me speaking on things I ain't got no business speaking on. I don't talk about the 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 conflict between Israel and Palestine. You don't, you don't see me talking about that. That's above my head. I'll say this, what I always say, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Treat people the way you want to be treated. If you are oppressed, if you are marginalized, if you are targeted because of your race, sex, sexual orientation, religion, whatever, things that are outside of your control, I stand with you because I don't believe in that. That's my answer to all that stuff. On the record, behind the scenes, whatever. That's what, that's how I walk. Which is why I can be in a position to say to a guy like MJF, you're acting like an entitled, entitled, spoiled jerk. You're acting like a scumbag playing oppression Olympics. And maybe you don't have enough people who have enough influence over you. Maybe you don't have enough people who can kind of, you know, straighten your, your curled up self out. So, hey, I'll put my name on the list and, and, and give you a, a freebie here. Get educated, brother. Because you're out here looking crazy. And for all of you people out there, like the young lady, Lola Blue. She reached out to him. She told the world. She put her reputation on the line. Kudos, props to her, respect to her. And for anybody else who was doing that behind the scenes, respect to you. I'm not going to diminish what you're doing. 
most work happens behind the scenes. I'm not one of those people that has to shine a light on everything. Most of the things that we do, you'll never know about. It's just getting done. But clearly, it's not enough. Because this guy is continuing to act as if the way he's acted is acceptable. Can't have that. So, again, I had a whole different show lined up. Great interviews and what have you. But I had to, I had to touch upon this. I had to do it. Had to do it. Um, I, th- there is a, a, a level of maturity that's lacking within the quote-unquote internet wrestling community. There are people who want pro wrestling to be exempt from the most basic forms of decency and humanity. They want this wild, wild west style of the way that people interact with each other. They want people who can just punch people in the face at work. You can cuss people, you can dox them, you can you can do whatever you want to people. And that's supposed to be okay because, hey, it's pro wrestling. They don't want legitimate news coverage. You see the nonsense going on with Tony Khan and, and, and Ariel Helwani, you know, the, the actual journalist, actual journalist. <laughs> Ariel had, had Tony Khan on his show and Tony, quite frankly, uh, embarrassed himself and everything that he represents. Conducted himself in a very unprofessional manner. And Ariel called it out. Ariel said that that was the worst interview he's ever done. Not because he did anything wrong, but just because Tony Khan was not being a professional. Now, now look, if you don't want to answer questions, that's okay. But don't even do the interview. You're wasting people's time. It's crazy. Somebody puts you on their platform, speak up. And some of you out there, well, you know, Tony can't speak about this because of pending litigation. And, you know, Tony tried to play that. But Ariel wasn't asking him questions that he couldn't answer. Some of those questions, that, that could fly. But the majority of them, not so much. And you've got to take my word for it. Get whatever lawyer you want to get and have them objectively take a look at that. And then they'll let you know. Tony was just being a, being a jerk. Simple as that. That's how he was acting. But a lot of you out there think that that's okay. You don't want legitimate news coverage of pro wrestling. And I've been saying this for years now, right? You're afraid what pro wrestling is, as you know, it will be forced to change if it is legitimized in any way. So because of that, you push back against anything that even comes close to legitimacy. I've had people say to me, hey, in fact, Tony Maglio said it on this show, another legitimate media person, right? He said he was going to go full-time into covering pro wrestling. He decided not to because the way that people react anytime you put out legitimate news, I'm paraphrasing what Tony said, but this was the message. When you put out legitimate news, these fans, especially AEW fans, they act so ridiculous they, they, they take it so personally, they want to attack you over it. And Tony said he's been covering 
television in Hollywood for decades. First time he's ever seen anything like this. Pro wrestling is, in a lot of ways, unique in this sense. You literally are driving away anyone who would legitimize covering pro wrestling. That's that's crazy. Some of you out there are really kind of messed up. There's no other way to describe it. You kind of messed up. These these wrestlers, they're just human beings just like you and I. They're not perfect. They shouldn't be treated as such. It's okay to call out what's right and what's wrong. It's okay to critique and say, look, I like this. I didn't like that. It's okay. I don't have to agree with it. I don't agree with everything that's in a newspaper. Just coverage. It's analysis, interpretation of what we see out there. It's okay. Telling you, man. Pro wrestling as we know it will not survive. And look, you got these indie kids out here who are barely making any money. We still aren't talking about that. But here's what you notice. GoFundMe's everywhere. Everyone has a GoFundMe to pay basic bills. You know why? Because they're not making any money in pro wrestling, including some of you content creators. And for some reason, you folks don't even want to get a real job. But I'm not going to get into that. Point is this. We know that the economy in pro wrestling is not stable. Now, WWE is an exception to the rule. The only reason why the lights stay on in AEW is because Tony Khan is, is literally putting himself in debt doing it. Now, relatively speaking, what I mean by that is he's losing more than what he's getting back on the return. So he, he's, he's basically spending, but he's not really making <laughs> when you settle up. It's the only reason why AEW's the lights are still on there. Impact Wrestling is in a similar situation, which is why, you know, Anthem, they're, they're not spending much money on Impact Wrestling. You saw all those Ring of Honor people, now they're gone. How many times? Every year, there's a huge turnover in Impact Wrestling because the company is not going to put the money up to keep most of these folks. You know Why? Because the company's not making enough money to justify it. So why would you do that? I talk to these indie kids and, and look, most of them, if they even get paid $50 for a match, that's considered good. $50. You still got to travel and all that stuff. I don't make any money off of this. Most of them are never going to make money off of this. Why do you think only fans and all that exist? Male and females doing that stuff. I'm not knocking it. Just pointing out a fact. We are partially to blame for that because we won't allow pro wrestling to be legitimized. People are going to shout me down for having the audacity to say, MJF, you were wrong for what you did. Even though most of us know that he was wrong for what he did. I'm bringing legitimacy. This is a real issue, real conversation to this, real reaction. I don't care how how popular MJF is. I don't care if he's going to be a big star and all this other nonsense. He's wrong. Imagine that. 
but you want to shout it down. You want to you want to suppress real coverage of it. You want to make people afraid to speak up about it. And the end result is what? No one learns anything. The issue gets worse. And then what? Pro wrestling already has an issue with turning people of color off. Especially AEW. And if and if AEW's one of their top stars, he's in the 1% of the 1% in that company in terms of star power. And he should be because, you know, yes, he's that talented, but also the company has set him up to be that. They've protected him. If one of your top stars is talking like that and playing oppression Olympics where they're pitting the plight of Jews against the plight of black and brown folk in this country. I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous that this this. Like, where did you get your education from where that's what you're doing? But if one of your top guys is carrying on like that in a company that already has a reputation, who is the MJF equivalent for a black male singles wrestler? Who's his equivalent in that company? Who's John Moxley's equivalent? Who's Chris Jericho's equivalent? Who's Orange Cassidy's equivalent? Who's Wardlow's equivalent in that company for black or and brown wrestler? Singles, male. Who's their equivalent? It doesn't exist. Right? The most decorated black male singles wrestler in the company is Scorpio Sky. Would you say he's the equivalent of a Moxley or a Jericho? Hell no. He has not been pushed like those guys. He has not been put in a position to be anywhere near where those guys are. Well, well, Duke, those guys are from the WWE. They came in with star power. Okay. Would you say Scorpio Sky is the equivalent to Wardlow? Is Scorpio Sky the equivalent to MJF? Hello. The equivalent to even Darby Allen? Think about it. And then after Scorpio Sky, who's next? Who's the most decorated black wrestler, male singles wrestler in AEW after Scorpio Sky? Who's next? Who would you say? You're going you're gonna to have to go to people who were just brought in recently, Keith Lee and Swerve, and only because all their decoration happened outside of the company, with the exception of them holding the tag team titles for a cup of coffee in AEW. Right? Poor Ricky Starks couldn't even get a real belt. They gave him a belt that they don't even recognize as an official title in AEW. And he certainly doesn't get featured like a like an Orange Cassidy or an MJF or a Darby Allen. He certainly doesn't get featured like those. Listen, <laughs> you look at a guy like uh, Will Hobbs. I'll keep bringing him up. Willie. Look at a guy like Will Hobbs, no matter how much he wants to, oh, they, they took care of me, so you know, I'm going to nothing bad to say about them. Listen, Will Hobbs doesn't get any Wardlow love in that company. Does he? Huh. You don't want legitimacy. You want nonsense. You want things to go unchecked. And that's why they continue to be the way that they are. 
It's not a surprise. And I'm not surprised that a guy like Jericho is close to a guy like MJF. Don't get me started on January 6th. I'm not surprised. These are the, the mindset of some of these folks, it, it starts adding up, starts looking real similar. We can't talk about that. We can't call that out. Got the cape on. Got to make excuses for that. Give me a break. Listen. I said what I said. If you like it, good for you. If you don't like it, good for you. I don't care. I'm not doing this to to please anybody. Speaking directly to who I need to speak to. And I'm not going to compare and give you a list of all the terrible things that have happened to black folk throughout the history of building this nation and try to compare it to any other peoples in their history. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to simply say one last time to MJF, get your stuff together. You sound like an immature scumbag. And it's unfortunate because you have the skill set, in my opinion, and an opportunity because of how many people support you and because of how many people respect you and because of how many people want to see you succeed. You have an opportunity to do so much good and to be so much bigger than maybe even you have ever dreamed of. Stuff like this gets in the way. And it, it gives a wake-up call. You know what? This guy's not, he's not it. So, I hope you do better. Anyway, folks, Duke Loves Wrestling, all your social media, DukeLovesWrestling at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. <laughs> I already know what's going to happen. It is what it is. What it, it's, it's, it's just like, you have to make a decision on who you're going to be, and then you have to be whomever that is. You got to stand firm, man. You know, a lot of people say to me, yeah, I, I want to I speak up more, but I just don't want them to come after me, the backlash, and I don't want to upset this. When I saw some guy who, who pretends to be a journalist and claiming that he works for a company that he doesn't really work for that company as he says he does. Um, but his hustle has worked and he's been able to get some major interviews because he's, you know, portraying himself in a manner that is not completely truthful. Um, but he, he put out something about a month and a half, two months ago, stating that the reason why he won't ask serious questions and the reason why he won't, you know, try to cover this stuff legitimately is because it would upset the promotions and he doesn't want to do that. What? You don't want to upset the promotions by asking legitimate questions about things. What? My brother Loki said to me, he said there are not enough men telling the truth, speaking up in this community that, that we have here. He challenged me. Loki said, Duke, I challenge you. Keep speaking up. Keep telling the truth. 
Keep leading with integrity. I challenge you to keep doing it. Literally, we had this conversation two days ago. And it was right on time because that, that, that conversation literally is the reason why I changed this episode and why you're getting what you're getting right now. Part of me was like, man, I don't want to, do I really want to cover this? Do I really want to be, you know, I'm always the guy to step up and say something about something and the backlash comes and, you know, take over my timeline with all the threats and the cussing and the carrying on, and you know, they, they, they're threatening my brand. They try to get me pulled off of things. There are things that I won't do just because the backlash is going to interfere you know, sponsors and supporters, I literally have to have conversations with them before we even enter into agreements about the potential for the humanoids and the backlash to come out of left field and, and, and be ferocious and trying to shut me down for having the audacity to speak up on something. So I, I legitimately, I was like, look, I tweeted about it. I'll just leave it at that. Then low key gave me that challenge. We were just having a general conversation. Fantastic conversation. And then I said, damn, okay. I got to be who I am and stand firm on that. That's it. And in doing so, people know what they're going to get from over here. You don't have to like it, but at least you know it. It's consistent. The guy is, that's what he does. That's who he is. When these things happen, we know that that guy is going to say something. That's what it is. So here I am. Shout out to Loki. Appreciate you for uh, delivering the message. It landed for sure. <laughs> if you're listening right now, as you can hear, it landed. Anyway, folks, be kind to yourselves and then be kind to others. Catch you next week. <laughs> This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.